welcome to the podcast. Tell us what you really think. We're Sean and Anthony, basically just tell you what we really think. We cover all things property, finance and technology and we are brought to you by www.ratetracker.com.au. Anthony Alabakov, welcome back to Tell Us What You Really Think. Thank you, Sean Murphy. Well, uh, it's been a couple of weeks since yeah, we recorded our, our last one. Um, we had uh, had some leave, which was nice. Yeah, it was lovely. Um, you went to sunny Singapore and mm-hmm. uh, had a good time with the fam. Yeah. I headed over to Ireland to catch up with some uh, some family that I hadn't seen for, I don't know, six or so years. Sure to be sure. Yes, it was, uh, it was very fun. We had a uh, very, very Couple nice, of points. Very nice, uh, nice sunny 19 degree days and, uh, <laughs> in, in the, summer. In the middle of summer. Um, no, that's good, mate. We're back. We're back. We're uh, firing. Things are, things are moving. We've got refinances and, and purchases still firing. Um, obviously, there's a lot going on in the market now and we want to uh, chip in our two cents worth as we always do. Mm-hmm. Um, some interesting topics today, we're going to talk about the inflation figures, um, yes. uh, our uneducated take on it. Inflation is something we're seeing in the media a shitload. Uh, uh, most people probably don't even understand what drives it when it comes down to the complexities of it and I think they designed the system that way intentionally but the reality is we'll uh, actually we'll, we'll cover it off in that, uh, in that segment. We're going to talk about fixed rates now, very interesting things happening in the fixed rate space. Uh, a lot of people, so many inquiries come in the door. Should we fix? Should we yeah. fix? Should we fix? Mm-hmm. So we'll talk about that and what to what to be careful of, and then pressure in the rental market. Yes. Whether so commercial or residential? Yeah, it's uh, that's that's changing massively and rapidly as well. So uh, before we get into that, we will cover off on the property update, boom or gloom. Mm. Where are we going with things? What do you think in in just a general feel of yeah. what you're exposed to with your clients? Yeah, look, there's still um, activity in the in the purchases market. Like just before we got into air, we had another client purchase, but um, yeah, it seems like the activity's there. It's definitely slowed down. It's it's you know people are buying within the range rather than above the range now or yeah. thereabouts because there's such a lack of uh, properties mm. um, and there's still buyers around. There seems to be transaction, just not at that frantic pace of last year. Yeah, and I think um, we were looking at some figures that were released from CoreLogic um, just this week, talking about the, uh, the clearance rates. Now, I've never really liked the clearance rates as an indicator for the market buoyancy. Mm. I think it's, it's, it doesn't take into consideration the amount of properties on the market. Mm. Clearance rate is just a percentage figure they publish on the Monday and say, hey, we had a huge weekend, it was 79%, whatever. Interestingly, if we look at what's going on in the country at the moment, Melbourne, as a capital city... They ended up printing their third week in a row of increased uh, clearance rates. Mm. Now, you look beyond that and you look at the number of auctions held. There were shitloads less auctions held. So in comparison, um, in comparison to last year, there were down about 300 auctions for mm. the weekend. Yep. So when you look at that, you say, all right, yeah, the clearance rate's gone up three weeks in a row. But the number of properties that have been auctioned have been far, far less. Yes. So it's not taking into consideration how many private sales were done out there because the... the Post-auction. Or post-auction, the vendors that don't have the confidence to go to auction. Mm -hmm. For sure. Um, In a booming market, you're going to get a a spike in the clearance rates simply because of the fact that everyone's going to auction because they're getting 40 people rock up on a Saturday morning. Mm. So although I don't like that, Statistic, it is interesting to see that we are still getting an increased demand and an increased clearance rate 
albeit yeah. not huge increases, but increases nonetheless. All other cities had uh, slight declines. Mm. Yeah, no, it's still. I think uh, also buyers are a little bit more educated and understand in this environment with interest rates going up, those opportunities will start to present. Mm. You might get vendors that, for whatever reason, need to sell, a bit more desperate than what they were. Um, and so, yeah, it's, it seems like it's uh, it's probably not as bad out there as those, you know, people are saying it's, it's you know, dropping 10 20% in values. Mm. We haven't seen that yeah. quite yet. I, I have seen some interesting sales in Brisbane. Um, I have noticed that properties, are, you, you can virtually make an offer on a property well under the advertised range oh, really? and it'll be, it'll yeah. be accepted. Yeah. So um, obviously Brisbane probably went the hardest over the, the last two no years. No doubt, with all the migration there. And that, that sting and that desperation of selling properties also had a client go to market and sell mm. and they were expecting something in the high twos and they only got offered low twos. Yeah. So now they're going to hold. Mm. And in those coastal areas as well. Yeah. Seen a little bit of a drop off. Yeah. Um, Peninsula and oh, stuff yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. It's, it's definitely dropped off. Yeah. From late last year. Yeah. In- interesting to see those mm. those markets that went the hardest. Obviously, they do have room to drop anyway. So yeah. I think uh, overall, we are, we are steady as she does it. Great. Moving into our first topic, inflation. Um, give us give us a rundown of uh, what this is and where it should be and what we're aiming for and, and, and how and why. Yeah, sure. So obviously it's it's the biggest topic right now. It's driving interest rates going up. And it's really interesting because, yeah, since forever, since caveman, <laughs> the RBA's mandate is to keep uh, inflation in that 2 3% interest uh, rate rate. Uh, rate so area so two to three percent is the target range where we're at six point one percent currently and yeah it's really interesting because you rewind back to february 2022 and governor Lowe told everyone pretty much to borrow money he said rates aren't going up to 2024 Mm. things are under control i remember that but they just got it so wrong Mm. it's 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 somewhat criminal anyway yeah um but the reality is that no one not the RBA, not economists. No one can predict longer than about three or four months out. Yeah. That's, that's just a given. Mm. So, and it's good to see that uh, Jim Chalmers, the new treasurer, is actually uh, bringing forward a, uh, a review of the RBA and what they deem is, um, I guess, their duty to, to the economy. Mm-hmm. Because, yeah, it seems like uh, they've got this one wrong. And now it's like the other way around where they're saying, you know, things are just going to skyrocket. But what really baffles me is the, what's actually happening out there to create the inflation mm. to be so high that it is at mm. 6.1% now. Yeah, yeah. The So Jim Chalmers um, coming in, is he coming in to say, hey, guys, maybe the metrics that we've used for the last six decades aren't correct? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, so from, from what they're saying is, he, he, he wants someone independent that's got some experience maybe in the global scene to look at uh, the ABA, RBA's mandate to mm. say, is it just inflation or what are the, some of the other metrics that they should be monitoring mm. and targeting? And especially when you look at something like inflation, and I've heard some commentary lately that I think um, is really good to, to point out, is inflation is so high, but it's being driven by like extraordinary things right now. Like things that are outside of a normal economic yeah. landscape. Yeah. Yeah. So if you look at like petrol prices, obviously that um, it, the, the factor of that is Russia and Ukraine and what's happening there. 
Then you've got supply chain issues, which is driving up food prices. You've got, um, you know, obviously a pandemic, throw a pandemic in there as well. Yeah. And and a, a, a lack of migration to fill roles that's driving the unemployment rate. Yeah. <clears throat> so it's interesting because, you know, th- they just look at this headline rate, but then there's all these other things that, that's like, you know, if we can address these things and it may be addressed maybe not this side of Christmas, might be next year, mm. it might settle down, are we going to see it where it's going to, you know, interest rates, so bringing it back to, I guess, where we see a lot of the our business and activities, interest rates, and is it going to go up pretty quickly and then potentially come a little bit down Yeah. after all these things are addressed mm. and we're getting to a more normal market? Yeah. Yeah, I think um, I think it, it seems like everything's an extreme at the moment. Everything's basically, oh, if we do this, we have to do it to the extreme, or an an, out, an event that global events that are happening are extreme, and um, everything's everything's just kind of swinging from pillar to post at a at a rapid rate. Yes, um, we obviously we obviously need to definitely get some more stability and more more confidence back because everyone's just sitting back shitting themselves, thinking, I just keep seeing all this rubbish on the news. It sounds bad. Is something yes. bad going to happen? I better sit there and do nothing. Yeah, yeah, and it's and it's interesting now because um, the, the predictions are the cash rate was going to get to three or four or even five percent. Mm. Those uh, that commentary I think subsiding a bit. Yeah, and it's settling down. And now they're talking. Okay, it, the cash rate currently, as we speak right now, one point eight five, and the cash rate may get to about three percent. Mm. So the bond markets and the futures markets are predicting that it's not going to go as high. Um, I think there's uh, that. That's a good thing for everyone. Yeah. And but but it seems like still the RBA's mandate is to get that inflation. So rates might peak a little bit higher than that, but may settle. Yeah. Around those levels. So maybe it's you know one or one and a half percent higher than what we're currently on right now. Yeah. Which is you know probably in line with the average interest rate over the last you know 20, 30 years. Yeah. Yeah, and um, I mean, you only need to look at obviously there's some com- some countries around the world that are they're in a in a more desperate state. But if you just look at the US, for example, they had their um, Fed meeting yesterday as well, and they announced their uh, inflation figures were the the same as July. So July into August, there was no increase. And they're all celebrating and, and yeah, <laughs> and they're like, hang on, we were we were in March, we were looking at inflation of eight and a half percent as pretty much a, a catastrophic a catastrophic event. And now we're celebrating it yeah. at the exact same levels. So, yeah. um, look, if we if we look at them being six months ahead of us, they yeah. started moving. We obviously started moving in May. They were already moving by Jan. Um, and if they're hitting the top of their inflation figures, that would put us if we were to follow the same path. Obviously, not at such uh, high levels yeah. that would put us at uh, at, at uh, the peak of inflation at around uh, December. Yeah, which uh, which is starting to look like it's within the realm of possibility. Yep, agree. Which uh, then flows on to um, what the banks are doing mm. around their fixed rates. So I'll throw it over to you. Yeah, very very interesting move last week on fixed rates. So obviously we get enormous amount of inquiries saying, should I fix? Should I fix? Should I fix? We've published um, two articles on why you should not fix now. Um, now this isn't financial advice. If you if you think fixed rates are right for you, then by all means um, do your due diligence and and make that call. Uh, depending on what your individual circumstances are, the reason why I think it's trap to fix your interest rate at the moment is because they have done this before. They, yes. Every cycle. 
we watch the fixed rates climb, the fixed rates climb months and months before the variable rates. And then the variable rates start to climb. Everyone thinks, should we, well, shit, I should fix. But the fixed rates have already gone. The, yes. the ship sale. We spoke about that a couple of weeks ago. Combank reduced their fixed rate from 5.59% to 4.99%. That is a 1.6% drop. And it was a four-year fixed rate. Yes. I, don't, I don't know where I'll be in four years. I don't know what I'll look like. I don't know where <laughs> I'll, I'll be what in four my, months. Yeah, exactly. Um, this is what we were talking about before. We don't know what's happening around the corner. There are certain people who have a more educated guess than us. One of those people or entities is Commonwealth Bank. Yeah. Did they do it as a marketing play? They made the news. They made the financial review. They made every headline. Combank slashed fixed rates by 1.6%. The problem is... People think, oh shit, 4.99%. I can fix that for 4.9 uh, for four years, and then as the rates keep going up and come back down, I'll be protected. They don't give away money. They yeah. are locking you in at 4.99 for four years because they know for a fact that the rates will go potentially above 4.99 for a period of time. They will come back down below 4.99, and then everyone's stuck at 4.99 for another potentially two, three years. Yep. Yep. I agree. To break that fixed rate you then have break costs. If the rates continue to drop below 4.99, your break costs increase every single time that happens. Mm -hmm. They can be... And then the last time we saw this happen, we've seen it twice in my my career. Once was after the GFC. Everyone was facing $15,000, $20,000 break costs. Yeah, because the rates finally peaked. They dropped fast. And everyone was stuck on these fixed rates yeah. at, you know, 699 7%. Yeah. And then all of a sudden the rates got back down to the 4.99s. Break costs were potentially tens of thousands of dollars. Yes. It, was on, it was on the current affair. And um, we don't want to see that happen again. So I, 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 just, um, I just tell you to tread carefully, um, speak to someone about what the, what the fixed rates mean for you what the implications are four years is a very long time to fix your home loan for um do i think and and this is my 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 guess at what would happen here by the end of next year we start to see variable rates come back down and they may not come back down quickly but they will begin to begin to um, flatten out come back down if you were to fix then I would suggest the variable rates will be back below those fixed rates by the start of 2024. Mm-hmm. You will have another three years to go when you're <laughs> 4.99 fixed rates. So yeah. be very, very careful. We saw it just after the GFC. We saw it again around 2017, 2018. Yeah. Don't get sucked into the first carrot that gets dangled in front of you from the bank. Yeah. Wait until the fixed rates drop further yeah. or ride it out. Yeah, Definitely. I think there's only ever once, I think, in the last cycle where rates got to 1.7, 1.8, 1.9. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe, what is it, 12 months ago? Yeah, 2020. No, no, it was only 12 months 12 ago. 12 months yeah. ago, uh, got to one. That, that was probably a good time. Yeah. But since then. Unless you fluked it. Yeah, unless you locked it in then and, and who was to know. But now it just seems like you're going to have to write it out. Yeah, yeah. Um, moving out of the interest rate landscape and into another another one that hits headlines, you know, on a probably daily basis is the rental market. Yeah. What a, what a fucking mad flip from the property market last year to be so crazily uh, overinflated. Now we look at the rental market yeah. and that, that is becoming really difficult to navigate. It's also becoming really difficult to find properties and if you do find a property, it's at an insane price. Yes. Yeah. Give us a rundown of where things are going with the rental market. 
Yeah, so we're finding, because interest rates are going up, cost of funds are more and there's serviceability pressures. So people trying to borrow money, it's harder when interest rates go up. Um, we're finding that now um, people, instead of being able to buy their premises to work out of or buy their property to live in, they have to, they're, they're forced to, to rent. Mm. So there's more renters on the market. So, yeah, that, that's the, the major challenge that we find is happening. And that, um, yeah, the, the, the business could be going well, uh, especially in certain industries. Mm. And, you know, they need a bigger premises and they need to be able to grow their business. So, um, with the, and then coupled that with the lack of stock in certain areas, that, that that's, it's just a, it's just all in the pot right now. What do you, and one of the trickiest things about this rental market is that the rules were all changed to be very, very, very pro-tenant. It's actually difficult to rent your property at the moment. You have to yeah. get a compliance. You have to get a compliance um, a compliance audit completed. Yes, compliance audits goes in. There's all these new rules. Yeah. Issue is the property was built before those rules were introduced. Yes. It's like <laughs> the old fence around the swimming pool trick, but you're not allowed to avoid it. There yeah, is no grandfathering of the conditions. So yes, um, there was one. Um, the hot place was not more than 15 mils from the splashback. And the splashback didn't have a sticker on it saying this is hardened glass or some shit. Yeah. <laughs> and all of a sudden they're like, oh, you need to replace the hot plate or switch to electric. Yeah. Or you need to replace – and you need to replace the splashback. So not a fucking chance. Yeah. There is no way that you can prove that's not hardened glass yeah. by the uh, absence of a sticker. So we're looking at that as well. If you're going to rent a property, maybe you want more reward or more mm. return for your yeah. effort. Yeah. You're being asked to replace shit left, right, and centre. Mm. If it doesn't get it's to all a bar, covered by you, the tenant. Yeah, yeah commercial. with commercial, it's all covered by the tenant. With a residential space, it's covered by the uh, covered by the owner. Yes. So you're looking at that, and you're like, reward for effort. What What are we going to do? Interest mm. rates going up. I have yeah. to I have to replace more shit for a residential owner. Commercial's probably fine. You're going to increase the rent. Yes. Yeah. So it's the only way. I mean, with commercial, there's uh, yearly increases. Um, whether it be a CPI or a standard increase, well, the people that signed in for a CPI increase are <laughs> kicked in the guts a bit yeah. currently. Um, but, yeah, I mean, you look at 12 months ago in commercial properties, uh, people were buying and, and renting them out for, say, a 4% return and interest rates are 2%. Well, with interest rates going up, it means that rents have to go up to uh, to make sure that it's, it's a viable proposition. Mm. But when you talk about all those other factors, it seems to still be that commercial property is still a viable option for investment. It's just the the funding metrics are a bit different. Yeah. Yeah. No, and and if you know if you are an investor you need to make sure it stacks. Otherwise you're you're, yeah. you're wasting your time now. Um, I mean there is that other flip side that if you get an opportunity to buy something at a reduced cost now and you go through the pain of potentially forking out some dollars on a monthly basis to maintain that investment. If rates do come back down, you may be in a pretty good position, especially if you lock in rents now that are at a, at yeah. a, at a, at a really high demand. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Nice. Well, um, obviously, um, closing out, there's, there's shitloads going on right now. There's a lot that we, that we need to look at. Um, I, I think that the outlook is, is reasonable. I don't think it's as grim as um, maybe I did a month ago. Yeah. Um, looking at it, we still have a long way to go. We still have a long way to go. We have a lot of recovery. We have a lot of shit to sort yeah. out um, before. And and I think one of the um, one of the things like uh, 
you mentioned before the the short term pain. There will be there will be more of that. Um, you were talking about some countries that are that are under insane uh, pressure at the moment. What were yeah. what? Yeah, were we're, we're pretty lucky in Australia when you compare Turkey at thirty six percent inflation, Argentina fifty one. Um, we are. I think I saw a chart. We're like the fourth or fifth best in in like in the developed world. Wow. Um, in terms of countries, so. We're still in a good good spot compared to the world right now. Do you know if New Zealand was on that list? Yeah, they, they were. They were. Uh, was theirs higher than ours? Yeah, yeah, higher, way higher, higher, higher. Yeah, oh, it was like I think it was like places like Japan was up there, or it was Norway or something. Japan's been up there for years, yeah. and and it's almost like they've just become accustomed to running like that. Then their yeah. interest rates are still at one zero one percent. Yeah, so there's different metrics there. Why don't we, we do that? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we are we are still uh, really fortunate in Australia. Yep. We seem to ride it out a bit better than the others. So it's a testament to to the country, I guess. Yeah, indeed. One last thing I wanted to cover off on was that this is something that's been shit me for the, the last month or two, and it's getting worse and worse. I don't want to sound like a sook, but everyone has become really used to accepting mediocrity. Yeah, they're getting used to people not rocking up to jobs. They're getting yeah. pe- used to people cancelling shit. You know, thirty minutes before the yeah. the, the meeting was scheduled or the trade was customer service is going out the door. Oh no, because of yeah. ABC, you can't fucking say because of because of of COVID this, COVID that. There has to be a way. I had a I had one instance where a bank advised that they couldn't attend a settlement because they were going to be on leave. Yeah, it's a bit... There's 42,000 employees in that institution. (laughs) How the fuck can they not find someone to attend that settlement out of all of those people? Um, And they they tried to ask us if we could move the settlement date. This is is what people uh, become used to accepting. We need to go back to a really high service model where expectations of a paying customer are met by someone rocking up to the job on time and delivering the product that's being paid for and quoted, you know... We, yeah. we need to get back to a point where um, where we do demand some kind of excellence. Yeah, don't get me started on Qantas. <laughs> <laughs> don't get me started. And a premier a premier global airline yeah. like Qantas, you know, they call their planes the queen. wazoo. Yeah, the queen of the sky. It's Fucking Jesus. Useless. So at, I reckon Jetstar would be you know, on par with Qantas <laughs> yeah. at the moment with how they're going. Well, so. surely. No, um, well, even though they own them, you know, that yeah. helps too. And now uh, that was good, mate. Um, we'll come back with some more information over the next few weeks. Keep uh, keep keep your eye on things. You know, educate yourself with podcasts like this as much as we can help. As long as you can get a few little uh, little gems that uh, relate to your circumstances, we hope that we're providing uh, some some good content and a reasonably uh, easy to understand uh, context. Uh, we'll be back with some more. We'll keep an eye on things for you as well. Brought to you by Rate Tracker. Thanks again, Anth. We'll catch you next time. Brilliant. Thank you.